Hey everybody, my name is Alex, you're listening to Lunchbox Radio, Sunday edition. Now, before I get started, I wanted to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. If you haven't listened to the latest episode on Gundam Hathaway, you can check that out. Um, It's the last podcast before this one in the feed in whatever you need to listen to this fine show. Um, That said, what I wanted to talk about today was something I... But at this point, if you don't see, you're crazy. But also, sometimes it takes travel for you to notice something more than you would just in your own hood, so to speak. And what that is, is the idea of being an anime fan, of having a connection to a show enough where you, like wear it on your sleeve, or one guy's case, in in this instance, straight up on the back of his shoulder in the form of a tattoo. I, and that is... It, like... When I, was com- when I was coming up as a... as a youngin... as a young otaku, um, I, I never... I never had that. I I will totally say I had, like, at some point my bedroom had no wall space left. I had covered it floor to ceiling in anime posters. A, a lot of which um, gotten from New Type USA's, which I didn't wasn't subscribed to, but at the time I went to Borders enough to even as a kid to get a lot of the issues. Like when I later was in college and saw that they had the full um they had the full range of new type USAs, I found that like I did I wasn't missing that many from my like collection of them. But what what was really true then and really true for a long time in in my fandom experience was that, and me and me and Taylor talked about this on our on our podcast on our Sunday edition, which I seriously I encourage you to go listen to. Um, anime wasn't cool. Anime wasn't. Anime was like it wasn't like hipstery cool. It wasn't even really hipstery cool. It was starting to be noticed but not really something that was with the exception of something like maybe Cowboy Bebop or Akira um or weirdly Legend of the Overfiend probably um it wasn't really something that was super well known when I first got into the the thick of it so to speak to show that TikTok has infected my brain and what that meant was, you know, you didn't see a whole, outside of, like, say, an anime convention or, you know, your, your group of friends, you didn't see a whole lot of very blatant admissions of fandom, of very, like, 
you would you wouldn't normally see a kid other unless you were like me or with you with your friend a kid reading a manga volume during lunch or reading a mon- manga volume before class and i think i told this story before but when i was in middle school and i was and this is true borrowing my way through um love hina from a friend i got that i got i almost got detention and that book confiscated because my um middle school teacher thought it was porn my middle school um study hall teacher thought it was porn and that's like a thing that probably that you love you know you might get accused of like hey I'm pretty sure that's inappropriate. That's got tits in it. Maybe not right now, kid. But you probably wouldn't, in this day and age, get accused of just, like, porn, go to the immediate detention um, kind of thing. Because there's, there's more knowledge of the form and medium now. Uh, that's that's more broadly available and known. But what I found, but what I found was interesting is for like a full day, I was fucking haunted by, but I was fucking haunted by anime, which is very weird. And I, so for context, I was in Boston, um, taking a little five day sabbatical from reality. And, this is like the story of two meals, basically, and like, well, like anime was like, "Hey, hey, you thought you went on vacation, but I'm still here. I'm still on you." Um, and what I mean by that is, I went to breakfast. I was waiting for, and I was like online for breakfast because, you know, you you wait online for any restaurant ever now. That's a consequence of the pandemic, and everybody's eating everywhere constantly. Um, and the guy in front of me had, a, like, one of the two Full Metal Alchemist tattoos you get, and it wasn't the Elric family crest, it was the Ouroboros tattooed on his, on the back of his shoulder. And I just, like, it was staring me in the face for two minutes, I was like, this is, this is wild. I would, you know... When I came up, that was, like, not, like, if you had an anime tattoo, you, you had committed, and you, that's, like, all you watched, and it was, you got it someplace cover-upable, and granted, he did, but it was not, like, it wasn't something that felt so casual as it felt on this guy, and I was just like, that, that's wild, that's cool, I'm into that, yes, please, and then, later, I was at, I was, um, at a, like, random bar for lunch, for, for not even, for, like, barely lunch, I did not want lunch, I, like, wanted a, I, wa- I wanted an appetizer, <laughs> so I went to a bar, um, and what happened next was even more wild, because the um, 
the waitress was wearing Tanjiro's Hanafuda earrings. And that's like, like the, the Ouroboros tattoo on the back of the shoulder is one thing. That's very not, that's very, um, not flashy and not a thing you notice from across the room. The waitress in Tanjiro's earrings from Demon Slayer is like, oh, oh, we out here. We doing this. Okay. This is cool. And to, like, once again, if you're like, what is he talking about? This stuff, this shit is always everywhere. It's, it's always everywhere now. Other than, like I said, a few cult, a few cult classics, or uh, like a huge show like Dragon Ball Z, maybe. Like, there's a concept of a of a like kind of not anime fan, but Dragon Ball Z fan that exists, and that is like, just is just seriously. I'm not kidding about this. A black guy and in a, in a Dragon Ball Z Hawaiian shirt is a, a thousand percent like a a thing that probably still occurred, but occurred to an alarming degree in like the late nineties, early two thousands of anime fandom, <laughs> and. What what was really what was really nice is to is to feel in a really genuine way the fact that like there are probably not kids. I mean, there probably might still be fucking kids in like Texas or it in places that you go when you're like when you think the phrase oh. This is like going backwards, which is a, a phrase I have been known to say quite frequently about Texas. Like, oh, going to Texas is like going backwards. It, it's not okay. Uh, which, considering the amount of problems in Texas lately, seems totally valid. Um, so, like, I'm sure kids still get made fun of for being serious anime fans and serious otaku, and that's that was not okay. That is never okay. And it's not even an otaku thing. Don't make fun of people. If you make fun of people for any reason, that is beyond their control or even within their control. You are a piece of shit. But it's nice to see that at no point will the discussion that I've mentioned many times on this podcast before be had of, yeah, Alex, but it's cool when you read manga. And I have to, like, look at someone in befuddlement, like, uh, motherfucker, no, it isn't. I'm, I am just as big a nerd as everybody else, as, like, all the other kids you see me hanging out with who just, like, read manga in class. I, I cannot stress enough how big of a nerd we all fucking are. How big, how big a nerd we all fucking are, because... We all go to the same stores in New York. We all go to the same conventions. 
we all watch the same shit. We all, you know, pass each other around the same shows. It, believe you me, I'm fine for being appreciated for being unique. There are tons of ways I am actually unique. But thinking that someone, because they have some base level of, like, street cred, and I still don't know where this person got, like, my base level of street cred. Maybe it's because I was friends with his older brother. I don't know. But, like... That should not that should not be the thing that um you that should not be the way that you're like, oh cool, Alex reads manga. Not the not his group of friends that also read manga, but better manga. <laughs> not Ronma one half. Um and 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 Taylor, if you remember on um, the episode we recorded, you can once again seriously go listen to it. It's worth it's worth your time. Um, it's a couple Sunday editions back in the feed, but um, he said like somebody came up to him and asked him about Attack on Titan. He was like, it it's good, it but it's not abnormal, and it, the person's the reason why he said that was because the person was like, yeah, this isn't like that weird shit you like. And he said that was like the end of his love affair with Attack on Titan, basically. And the end of his time with Attack on Titan, or the start the end of it. But to see like people with not just like surface level anime, not just like the mo- and granted, you don't get much more popular than Full Metal Alchemist, probably Brotherhood with that guy's exposure, and Demon Slayer at this point. But if you've seen any older anime, take a moment and appreciate that. The two huge shows in the fandom are Full Metal Alchemist. Which is a like you stop and you think about Full Metal Alchemist, you know, the two thousand four the two thousand four series or Brotherhood, and you're just like, wow, holy fuck, that's a lot. Or you stop and think about Demon Slayer, and you think about the amount of You think about the amount of Japanese, of traditional Japanese visual style in that show, and we're not in the time of Pokemon is the most popular thing, and you have four kids ripping out original meanings of things and turning rice balls into jelly donuts because they're afraid kids won't understand what the fuck a rice ball is, which, you know, just explain rice balls 
like put the writing on the screen or just, you know, have an extra shot animated of like, the fuck this? And Brock is, well, this is the fuck. Um, but, or just like say right ball and let the kid find that out on, on his own. Um, but the fact that those two shows were the things I had, like, just rando intersections with is great because those are so much deeper in the medium of anime than Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, Bleach, basically big shonen, big, big shonen fighty boy anime. And even big shonen fighty boy anime have gotten, I noticed I didn't say One Piece, um, because One Piece, One Piece is a commitment. <laughs> um, but even big bombastic shonen anime like Demon Slayer has gotten way different and way less way less mainstreamy than it used to be. If you go look at something like um if you look at something like Black Clover. I, I've 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 for my own protection partially blocked out Black Clover from my brain because I'm happy now, but there was a time when I watched Black Black Clover. And what that... It, it's way less... Even Black Clover is way less... I mean, it's... That show is a shonen trope factory, and it's terrible and hilarious about it. But it's way less... It feels way less mainstream than Dragon Ball Z did. Although it's probably not any less mainstream. But it feels way less mainstream than Dragon Ball Z did. And it feels, even in its ham-fisted Austin-ness, like it's doing things in a way different way that than Dragon Ball Z ever did, or Bleach ever really did. I mean... One of the central things about Shonen of the, like, Bleach, Naruto, um, what, just to give you an example, one of the central things of, like, the Bleach, Naruto generation, Bleach, Naruto, Dragon Ball Z generation, is that was, and this is notably an exception in Yu Yu Hakusho, because Yu Yu Hakusho is the exception of a lot of shonen things, and it's also fucking fantastic, is the characters have no romantic, not no romantic interest in, like, no romantic coupling. They have no interest in romance for a large portion, for a large, if not the entire portion of the show. And oftentimes, a sign of progress, of the ultimate progression of the show is the finales of those properties in many ways uh, is just, hey, look at them married to this other character. Aren't you weird fan shippers happy now? Please leave us alone. We're going to sleep for nine years. Um, 
like if you look at the end of Naruto Shippuden, it's a wedding episode between Hinata and Naruto. They literally released a movie to rewrite the past of Naruto to make it make more romantic sense. Um, if you look at the uh, last chapter, Bleach, it's literally, oh, hey, or he made Ichigo fuck. <laughs> it, that's like the whole point of the chapter. Um, and if you look at, if you look at uh, what's it called, but if you look at something like Black Clover, uh, the first the first episode of that has just introduced one giant sexual harassment joke that never goes away, and it's the worst. But it's any kind of romantic interest from the lead character, even if it is creepy as shit. Um, like I said, um, and so. You have an ex- you have at the same time a expansion of what it means to be a casual fan of anime or, or even a hardcore fan of anime because at the point where you're wearing Tanjiro earrings, you're like you're deep the fuck in. Um, I'm also making quite a few leaps, assuming that she knows they were Tom Tanjiro's earrings and wasn't just ooh cool earrings. Um, but the uh, you have that kind you've that kind of fandom more of clearly displayed, and then you also on the other end have a widening of the scope of what anime is huge now, what anime people would be like, oh, this is cool, like this is this is a top show of the year, cool. I did find that really heartening and interesting because I think a whole bunch of societal things need to happen to get a fandom to a place. I mean, if you look at um, if you look at Marvel and specifically if you look at Iron Man, when the first Iron Man came out, Iron Man was like a C-tier freaking superhero. He was like, I liked him because he seemed like a stand-in for disabled people, and still does. Um, but most people didn't know who Iron Man was. Just most people didn't know who Iron Man was. Now Iron Man is one of the biggest superheroes in the world. And it, last Sunday edition, I talked about, and this is where I'm going to end. Last Sunday edition, I talked about, you know, anime's willingness to take a chance on new franchises, and how to, and why, and why it can, and why that has led to its success. But Iron Man is a huge. Iron Man, the first Iron Man, was a pretty big fucking gamble. I mean, you can go um, see interviews with uh, John, with John Favreau, who, if you're wondering who he is, he plays Happy, and he's also the titular chef from that movie, Chef. But they, he talked about like 
the the kind of like slapdashness of especially Iron Man two, which is wild, and how they didn't really have the budget you thought they had. It was it was not quite like shoestring and duct tape, but at some points it was fucking close. Um, you can also listen to Robert Downey Jr. just like immediately as soon as he possibly fucking could get his ass in a freaking um motion capture suit because he was like, are you kidding me? Of course I'll wear a motion capture suit. Did you see the thing costume guys made? It's, it's a medieval suit of armor I put on every time. It's the worst. Um, but it, the whole thing is... The, the whole, like, expansion of fandom to the point where it's... I still wouldn't count it necessarily mainstream, but I would count it, like, just on the precipice of, like, if mainstream is, like, at five feet, we're at, like, four foot nine. And occasionally, the water level dips up above five feet and it just it just warms my heart because i because i it it means that less people feel weird about liking what they like and feel more confident in the fact that like no this show is good it doesn't matter that it's a cartoon Uh, you know cartoons are not for kids although i'm sure people still make those fucking arguments and just like clench fists, white white knuckle clench fists, and shake it at the sky. Um, and on that note, if you like this episode, new episodes come out every Thursday and Sunday. Thursday are more like the Gundam Hathaway episode. You can go listen to that. They're more talking about a show or movie I went to see, um, or I I saw or went to see, um, the. And the Sunday episodes are more like this, the more metatextual, more industry thoughts, more fandom thoughts. Um, if you I, I've said it many times in this episode, but if you want a really good Sunday episode, go listen to my interview with uh, Cosplay Fiend, a.k.a. Taylor, who is a anime content creator over on TikTok. And he was a lot of fun to talk to because... We are just the same age and very much the same but different kinds of otaku. So um, definitely go check that out. But until next Thursday, I have been Alex. You've been listening to Lunchbox Radio. I will talk to you on Thursday.